0: Now, at 8.19, we continue our theme this morning, examining where the limits of anti-terrorism investigation should lie. In other words, where should the line be between our privacy and the need to uncover potential attacks? Because, in spite of that 193-hour record-breaking filibuster, which has now come to an end, led by the main opposition party here, the ruling Senori camp was able to pass the contentious anti-terrorism bill, 156 votes to just one yesterday with the main opposition boycotting proceedings. Let's bring in Professor Park Young-shin from the Law School of Korea University. Good morning. Good morning. Just to start off with, what sort of personal information will the National Intelligence Service be able to access with the passing of this bill? Well
1: all personal information uh article nine paragraph three of uh, uh, the anti-terrorism bill uh, states that nis can access uh, all personal information under uh, personal data protection law and all uh, geolocation information under uh, geolocation uh, geolocation data protection law um And it specifically uh, includes uh, medical data, um, financial data, um, data concerning people's religion, um, whether they join the union, uh, political affiliation. So, uh, yes, it it has no limitation on the data or the personal data or information that ANH
0: can access. It would allow a pretty complete profile, to say the least. But the bill also stipulates monitoring only those designated by the United Nations as terrorist group members. The ruling party says that very few of us would actually fall under that category. So what's the ground for suspecting that uh, the population at large would be at risk?
1: Well, uh, the major source of concern is the phrase those under suspicion of involvement in a terrorist group, Um, who are, uh, who will be doing the suspicion, Uh, who decides which people are suspicious of being involved in a, uh, being involved in, uh, not just in a UN designated terrorist group, but uh, the law says those Uh, suspicious of uh, being involved in a terrorist activity and terrorist activity uh, is defined to be uh, uh, broader. uh, For instance, uh, placing uh, explosives uh, uh, in any public facility uh, is considered uh, a terrorist uh, activity. Uh, I think people are concerned that uh, even peaceful demonstrators um the surrounding the cyber Ferry thinking have been called by politicians uh, metropolitan terrorist uh now that might be a stretch uh probably it was an uh, exaggeration uh by the conservative politicians and it should be understood as such uh however uh the fact that uh the the fact that uh the decision of uh, the decision on who is to be suspected uh, is left with uh, uh, NIS uh, is the main uh, source of
0: concern. The ruling party refused to accept the the latest suggested compromise by the main opposition but it did agree to designate the Ministry of Public Safety and Security as the counter-terrorism control tower but apparently that's still not gone far enough to satisfy critics of this bill. Can you tell us why?
1: Uh, I'll have to say that is misinformation um, because there is uh, the control tower of anti-terrorist activity remains to be NIS. Now, Prime Minister is designated as um, the chairperson of a supervisory body uh, called uh, uh, anti-terrorist uh, commission. Now the commission itself does not uh, does not conduct um, anti-terrorist activity. It is uh, uh, NIS.
0: But it would be overseeing the NIS. It
1: will over uh, it will oversee NIS, but uh, there will be um, there will be a uh, stringent. Uh, limitation on uh, how much uh, information they can uh get about NIS activity. Uh you understand that NIS is already uh under the uh supervision of the President and Prime Minister. Um, NIS because it has been considered uh an agency fighting the foreign enemies, it has been Uh, protected with a culture of uh, secrecy uh, to an extent where nobody knows how many people actually work for NIS. Nobody knows uh, the size of a budget that NIS works on. Mm. Um, that, uh, uh, That veil of secrecy uh, the an agency surrounded by a of secrecy will have uh, that much power of surveillance on people is uh, what uh, concerns people.
0: Right, I understand. Although those of us who want the NIS to protect us have to accept that there there's necessarily got to be a level of secrecy there because obviously um, while we may be approaching this with innocent minds... Those with sinister intentions would uh, no doubt want to use that information for bad. But at the same time, the ruling party has warned us that we would be behind the global trend without this bill. Is that the case? Um, Well,
1: uh, whether the ruling party needs uh, all the provisions in the bill. Uh, I don't know. Um, there are provisions that could be taken out and still allow NIS to conduct uh, lawful anti-terrorist uh, activities. Um, for instance, uh, uh, I mentioned Article 9, Paragraph 3 before. Uh, also Article 9, <clears throat> Paragraph 4, Um, You understand that uh, all people are protected by presumption of innocence and to bring uh, to to, do investigation on people breach their uh, peace and privacy, you will need an official disinterested in that investigation to uh, decide whether those people are under uh, sufficient uh, suspicion. And those officers are judges. Uh, the judiciary. So those documents issued, those approvals for investigation are called warrants. Now, there are many concerns that uh, investigation under anti-terrorism bill will be conducted uh, uh, without abiding by the warrant principle.
0: Yeah. Well, Professor Park, it's uh, a pleasure having you on the line. Thank you for outlining some of the major concerns surrounding this bill. Thank you. Park Yong-shin from Korea University. But still, are we prepared, is anyone prepared, to accept some infringement of privacy in the name of investigating potential terrorists? Is the only reason we're not trusting the NIS because of past scandals involving our data? You can uh, email any opinions that uh, you might want to share with us at EFM this morning at gmail.com.